Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll begin a study of the Sermon on the Mount. In the next several episodes, we'll cover Matthew 5 through 7. Today, we'll look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. If you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This section of Scripture is often referred to as the Beatitudes, and we have several statements here that begin with the word blessed. And maybe a good place to start is just to talk about the meaning or significance of that word blessed. I know some people reduce it just to an idea of happiness. I've even seen Bible translations that translate the word happy. Happy are the peacemakers. Happy are the pure in heart. It makes for a little awkward uh, verse in verse 4 when it basically says, happy are the sad. The word blessed means to be favored or shown favor, or someone does a favor for you that may bring gladness or happiness But blessed by itself does not mean to be happy. It means that you've been done a favor. Jesus says there are those for whom God does special favors. And he tells us that this is wonderful news. As he talks, he begins to describe the kind of people for whom God does special favors. There are certain blessings that are poured out on all of mankind. Life is certainly a blessing. Jesus talks about the rain falling on the just and the unjust. There are favors that God does for all of his human creation, but there are special favors that he does for a certain group of people. Jesus says those are the people who are poor in spirit. 
And even that phrase, we may struggle to understand, but that word for poor there is someone who is uh, a beggar, someone who is totally dependent on others for their well-being. And Jesus says, blessed are the spiritual beggars, those who are totally reliant on God for their spirituality. Jesus says that God does special favors for those that mourn, those that have empathy and care about the way others feel and what's happening to others. God does special favors for them. God also favors the meek. And that's a word that we don't always use. And when we do, we almost use it as an insult. It's a word that means gentle, but not as the opposite of strength, but being self-controlled, not being aggressive or free from a vengeful spirit. I don't have to get you back just because you did something to me. It doesn't mean that I'm weak. It just doesn't mean that I have to get revenge. God also favors those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. They are starving to do the right thing. God favors the merciful, those people who aren't always giving people what they deserve, but are capable of showing mercy because they have been shown mercy. He favors the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and the persecuted. The pure in heart are those who are very genuine, who have not had their heart calloused or hardened by their circumstances, but have a heart for God. Peacemakers are the ones who are bringing peace to circumstances rather than stirring up trouble. Very often the opposite of what we see on social media. And the persecuted are not the people who are just talked about, but the people who are actually beaten and put in prison, uh, who have harsh things happen to them because they are doing what Jesus said. It's not just when someone hates what you want. It's when they actually do you harm because you're doing what Jesus said. Jesus says these are the people that God is doing special favors for because society and the world's really against them. They're kind of marginalized because things like strength and power and control are the things that are honored in our society. God sees other characteristics as special and important for his purposes. And so he does special favors for those people who embody those characteristics of God. What are the special favors that he does? Well, Jesus says that he brings comfort in a way that other circumstances and words can't. Uh, Paul calls God the God of all comfort. He is the one who can put us at ease when things are at their most tumultuous. He promises us an inheritance. He gives us something to look forward to. We get to have a place to live with him for eternity. He does us the favor of providing satisfaction, of giving us mercy, not giving us what we deserve, but taking it easy on us so that we can get through this life and spend eternity with him. He promises his very presence to this group of people. And ultimately, this group of people is favored with a reward. I think it's important for us to see here that These things all go together to make up the character of a person that God can use for his purposes and therefore do special favors for him. We can't pick and choose off of this list and go, well, I do about half of them, so I'm okay. 
Jesus is describing what it looks like to have God as your king, to totally submit to him and be the kind of person he's called you to be. You have these characteristics. And because of that, he's able to bless you in ways that he can't bless other people, not because he's not willing, but because they're not in a place where they can receive them. Why does God single out certain people for these special favors? Jesus says that these blessings or favors come to the people that embody these characteristics for God's purposes so that they can be salt and light in the world. Left our own devices, we wouldn't be able to do that. But as God sees the people who have the kind of character that he desires and that he can use for his purposes. He gives them the things necessary to carry out his will. He mentions specifically salt and light, and these are important because of what Israel had been called to do throughout the Old Testament. Israel had been called to preserve the glory of God, but Israel had lost their distinct flavor. They weren't preserving God's glory. They were just trying to stay together as a political nation and be able to do the things that they wanted to do and were important. So they had made an unholy alliance with the government in Rome to be able to maintain power. But Jesus says true subjects in God's kingdom are the salt of the earth, and they preserve God's glory in the earth. They make sure that Anyone can see that God is merciful and gracious, that God is loving and caring. The world is able to see that because these favored people embody those characteristics of God and show them to the world and make sure that God receives the glory for it. Salt certainly preserves, but salt also seasons. It makes food more palatable. It enhances flavor. And that's part of what we do as being representatives of God, bearing the image of God and letting it shine brightly, following in the footsteps of Jesus. We make it easier for people to come to God. God is more favorable to them. The idea of being a Christian doesn't leave a bad taste in their mouth because they have experienced genuineness on God's terms, and they're drawn to that. Also, Jerusalem was a city that had been set on a hill, and it was to be a beacon to the world, according to the Old Testament. Jerusalem's light, though, had been extinguished, or at very least covered up. Jerusalem had neglected its purpose. Its purpose wasn't just to stay a city where Jews could live. It was to be a beacon of hope for all the world. The true city of God is a light to the world. And the light is not the focus. It makes visible those things that need to be seen. It shows people the path toward God. It lets people see what God wants and expects out of people and what he wants to bless people with because of the way that we take care of one another. God loves all humankind. There is a special group that he does special favors for. Those people who embody his character. Those people who surrender to him and let him transform them with his power to be vessels for his grace and mercy. He does this so that his glory is preserved in the world and we can be a light to those who are in darkness. Yeah.
Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.